1: How long will it take for Bryce
0: Young to be QB1 in Carolina? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers.
1: You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: julian council on twitter at julian council where on fridays like today i answer your weekly friday mailbag questions to participate in next week's edition of the weekly friday mailbag either at me or dm me on twitter at julian council one week hiatus but we are back had to break down the nfl draft last week of course guys had to talk about bryce young we've been talking about bryce young and the Panthers roster throughout the week as I've evaluated where they stand in the NFC South. What position battles should we be looking out for and who could have lost their job and who has benefited from the Panthers offseason all on Locked on Panthers this past week. So go check it out there on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. But let's go ahead and get into it. The weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. First question comes from Baker. And Baker's question is about as long as the manifesto and Jerry Maguire, but it is a decent and good question. So I'm going to answer it right now. Baker says. You mentioned how Amari Barno and Brandon Smith of old and DJ Johnson and Mingo of new are all kind of project guys who were drafted based off of traits who didn't necessarily have the production you would like to have seen in college. You mentioned how that's been a common theme for us to take guys like that, at least the last two years. With that being our approach, why does it seem like we then completely alter the mentality for the quarterback pick and pick a guy who has very productive and not as raw rather than someone like Richardson or Levis who has the traits but needs some coaching up to actually utilize those traits? Does it not seem like we chose to totally go against our grain with Bryce Young? When you put it that way, why would our brass make that decision to take the polar opposite approach that they usually use when choosing arguably the most important player for our franchise going forward? Now, I guess I would ask you this. Would you want to take a massive risk on a guy who did not produce that much in college on the most important player in your franchise and also at the most important position? Frank Reich said last week, when you watch the tape, Bryce Young was the best player. The Panthers came to a consensus really from the beginning that Bryce Young was their guy. That's why they moved up to number one, and that's why they stood fast. They were steadfast in taking Bryce Young there at number one last Thursday night. Now, I I understand where you're coming from. It's odd how their approach was, okay, pick one. We're going to take the guy who he thinks is the best player, but also the guy who produced at the highest level. And then night two, we're going to basically take guys who didn't produce at all that have the traits and we think we can coach them up. And then you get to day three, they went back to taking guys who produced at the college level. So I don't know why they mixed up their approaches, but maybe they looked at, hey, we got uh, Jonathan Mingo here. He's a top 40 pick. A lot of good value in a top 40 pick. This is someone that you think you can hit on and you can develop. So why not take a risk on someone who has the traits? Also understanding that they need a wide receiver. That can be here past the 2025 season where Adam Thielen is the only one currently under contract for that year. He'll be 35 years old. So I understand why they went with Mingo and the reasoning behind it. Now, DJ Johnson is the one that feels like a reach when you already drafted Barno last year. And it's not like Johnson showed a ton in college to truly believe that he was someone who'd be taken in the third round. I I do. I do understand too. That Scott Peter said that there was a run in edge rushers and they felt like if they were going to get one, And that one being D.J. Johnson that they liked, they had to trade up to 80. There wasn't going to be any guys left in the draft that they felt like were worth taking. Maybe that was the last guy on their draft board. I'm not quite sure. I do understand your question, though. And look, with Bryce Young, they got the best player at the best position. And for many of the draft experts that we talked to, he was the top player on their board. I don't think there should be really any concern about that. You should be, I think, kind of happy that, okay, the guy who's the best player in the draft, the Carolina Panthers, took him at number one. They didn't make it more complicated than it needed to be. And I liked the traits that Richardson had while also having some, some of the concerns about, hey, can he actually uh, play at this level at a high level? Uh, we'll see. It's not our problem here in Carolina. But it is a little odd how their approach is kind of shifted. But maybe that's a good thing that your approach round one isn't the same approach that you have in round three or five. So we'll, we'll see uh, how it works out. But they've shown the last couple seasons that they're willing to take uh, a risk on guys who have the traits, even if uh, so far we haven't really gotten to see Barnett or Smith get much of an opportunity. So we'll see how they progress here in year two. And really maybe even year three is where they could take that next step. So it's going to take a couple years. And with Johnson, he's going to be 25 his rookie year. That's just a bad pick where at the end of his rookie deal, he's going to be 29 years old. This is not like a long-term player, and you're talking about he's a project. Somebody got to coach up. He's going to be 27, 28 before we finally get the returns here in Carolina. Like that's just doesn't make a ton of sense to me um, as far as what they decided to do there in the third round. Uh, going over to Stone now, uh, he says, I know Eddie Dalton is going to be QB1 for the first few weeks, but looking back at last season, I see a lot of people saying for the Steelers, they wish they would have let Kenny Pickett have his struggles in week one and two instead of when he first started like week six or seven. Just guessing maybe Bryce can start and already get that, get those nerves and bad throws behind him. I don't know, just a thought, but I'm down to do whatever it takes to win. We'll see what the plan is. I uh, would like to see the schedule which should be coming out next Thursday on the twelfth. I like to see the schedule. I guess next is the eleventh, maybe. I don't know. This I think the schedule is coming out next week. They said something about it. Maybe it comes out on Friday the twelfth. I don't think they would put it on a Friday. Uh, but it looks like it's going to come out this upcoming Thursday, and it would be good to then see where the Panthers' bye week is at. Frank Reich talked about it when he first came to Carolina. He was started first three weeks at a bye, then Kerry Collins came in. If it's a similar kind of setup. That could be the approach the Panthers go with. But they've also said they want Bryce to come in here, work with the twos, be a leader in the locker room, but also just learn the offense. Because he's got to learn the offense first. He's got to be able to understand and command the huddle before he can even go out there and start week one or week two or week three, whoever they play. He has to be ready to go. And they're not going to throw Bryce Young out there until they believe that he is ready to go and also gives the team the best opportunity to win. Let's all understand that obviously Bryce Young is going to play. And there's the politics of being the number one pick, that they're not going to sit there and not play Bryce Young at any point this season. It's going to happen. But you also have to understand that they're going to do what's best for the team. And you saw in New York with the Jets and Zach Wilson, who was awful for the Jets. They were doing what's best for the team. Now that was year two. And they were in position to be a playoff team. I do wonder if Bryce Young's out there and he's struggling – late in the season, and if Panthers want to be a playoff team, are they like, oh, are we going to put Bryce Young's development in front of what's best for the organization, even though what's best for the organization is for Bryce Young to develop and be that guy? I don't really foresee that being something that happens and really being an issue. I'm down with whatever they plan on doing. I feel pretty confident Bryce Young is going to get an opportunity to start week one. It's just about what can he do throughout the rest of the spring period and then once they get down to training camp and in the preseason can he get up to speed in time for week one and does he show that he clearly is the guy at that position who gives him the best opportunity to win football games if he is then Bryce Young will be the starter week one and there won't be really any concerns Pittsburgh hard to really question Mike Tomlin and what that organization does because they find a way to have success year in and year out, even last year when they looked done. And come week 18, they were right there still with the chance to be a playoff team, in part because Kenny Pickett really played well. But maybe it made sense that they allowed Kenny Pickett to sit there and do watch. And then we saw later on in the season, he came on. It took a couple of weeks to get there. And I guess what you're saying is maybe you can put Bryce Young out there early and then you can skip – you can you know, get an earlier return. Well, do you ruin his confidence? Does it actually work out the same way for Bryce Young as it did for Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh? I don't know. So we'll see how it works out. All right, let's take a quick pause here on the show. Then I come back here and answer more of your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on Locked on Panthers. Are you looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you built bars and built puffs built bars are healthy and taste amazing seriously they taste so amazing you won't think that they're good for you what makes built bars so good you ask well for starters they are covered in 100 percent real dark chocolate that's right real chocolate in every single bar and puff i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is that they are healthy only 130 calories and four grams of sugar of a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around and get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering built Bars at built.com, which you can still do to get their specialty flavors, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream bar, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. And if you're close to a Sam's Club and a member, run in and grab a 13-bar box with their hip flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, let's get back into it. Weekly Friday Mailbag right here on Locked On Panthers. And now going to go to Sean, who says, David Tepper made a comment about being able to spend less on offensive skill players due to Bryce Young's ability as a passer. With how terrible our offense has been lately, that quote concerns me. Does that worry you? All right, I did not see this quote at all or hear this from David Tepper. I did not hear that. What stood out for me with David Tepper was him talking about the process, the process, the process, but also talking about how he feels like Bryce Young of the quarterbacks in this draft – gave them the highest probability of winning Super Bowls. Not Super Bowl, but Super Bowls. I really do not buy that he would believe that Bryce Young can help them spin less on offensive skill players. The current situation here in Carolina, there wasn't a great wide receiver draft class or even free agent class. It wasn't like they're going to go out there and bring in a number one wide receiver this offseason. It just wasn't going to happen. They went out and got veteran players in Thielen, in Shark, and even Demir Bird. Like, they went out there and they did the best they could. They drafted Mingo. We'll see when Mingo's able to make an impact on this roster. Um I did not hear that. And I do not think that Scott Fitter is going to be like, yeah, David Sepper says we can spin a lot. No, David Sepper also has to sign off on a lot of things. I don't think this – Organization is looking at now that they have a quarterback that they can go cheap on the skill positions. And you listen to Scott Fedora saying, Hey, like we were 29th in the league last year, we got to go out there and we need to find more guys and really rebuild that wide receiver group. What they have this year hopefully will be the worst they ever have while Bryce Young is here. The I can imagine next offseason a priority for them is going to be finding more pass catchers that they're going to continue to try and rebuild it, where you could see LaVisca not be gone. You could probably see Shai Smith get cut this year. Um, we'll see what happens with Terrace Marshall. I think he can up, up for a good season, but DJ Chark, he could be gone after this year and wouldn't be surprising to anyone. He's only on a one-year deal, and we'll see whether he's able to build on his route tree and have a breakout season or, or how it works out here in Carolina. But he's going to have other suitors, especially if he does have a really good year. So you're looking at maybe three guys who are currently here – in this wide receiver room who could be gone. So they're going to have to add somebody. They're going to have to find a wide receiver one next year anyways because they don't have one on the roster. And Adam Thielen, 33 this year, going to be 34 in 2024. They're going to have to find some younger guys who are talented that can come in here and that can help Bryce Young. I do not look at David Tepper as someone – I don't know. I didn't hear that again. I didn't hear it. I have a hard time believing that David Tepper honestly thinks that because they have Bryce Young. They're good. That, oh, we don't have to worry about trying to bring in – Top tier offensive talent. We don't we don't have to this is the dude who talks about money not being an object. Like that he's not worried about having to spend money. He wants never want to put them at a competitive disadvantage. I think if David Zepper and the Panthers, I mean he signed off on DJ Moore last year on that what 21 year, 21 million a year deal. I don't I didn't again, I didn't see that quote. I should have looked for it. That would be shocking to me if he actually said that or he, or believes that. I don't I don't believe that is the case. Maybe he said it. I, I maybe we just got him off the wrong context. I, I don't know that that doesn't really jive with everything that's happened this off season. Um, so go to Mark now. He said uh, Scott Fitter said the Panthers would try to add a veteran edge and a swing tackle. Do you think they will add a veteran cornerback too? If so who? Well, they already did that with Eric Rowe. And then they added into the secondary Jamie Robinson in the fifth round out of Florida State, who could also play nickel. So I don't think they're going to do anything else at the corner position. When you look at the depth chart right now, we know you got JC and Dante as your top two guys. You bring in Eric Rowe. I figured he would fit in as your third corner. C.J. Henderson just had his option decline. Now it's contract year for him, but he's a former top 10 pick. And it's really now or never for C.J. if he wants to have a future here in Carolina. And who knows what his future in league is moving forward. If he does not play well this upcoming season, he'll get another opportunity because he was a top 10 pick. But now he's on his fourth coaching staff in his fourth year. So he hasn't had the continuity. He has not shown, though. The talent that he had down in Gainesville, up Florida, that led to him being a top ten pick there in the twenty twenty uh, draft. So he has to come out and perform. You already have Keith Taylor, got Stan Thomas, Oliver. Again, you brought in Robinson. Like they're they're pretty set there at corner right now. Uh, a guy I talked about, you rock your sin. He just signed. I f- I forgot where on Thursday afternoon. It doesn't seem to me that the Panthers would be all that interested. In adding any more corners uh, after signing some UDFAs and what they've done in the draft. And again, I guess Robinson's not listed as a corner, can play nickel. He's filling that role that Miles Hartsfield uh, vacated when he went to San Francisco following Steve Wilkes. They're good at corner. How good will they be? They have guys who have experience. It's just, are they going to develop? They have, they have enough options. They don't need to uh, add another, uh, in my opinion. Um, and then you, you're also talking about edge rusher. Go get one, and then swing tackle, go get one. Like, I saw Donovan Smith signed out in Kansas City, and I brought him up the other day, and I said, I I don't see this dude who started every year there in Tampa coming to Carolina to be a backup. He's going to go find a starting role. Somewhere he found a starting role in Kansas City with the Chiefs protecting Patrick Mahomes. So, congratulations to him. Taylor Lewan, same case. Don't really look at him wanting to be a backup when he's already having a ton of success, busting with the boys over at Barstool and he's made a lot of money as a starting left tackle. Don't see him coming here to be a backup. Maybe, maybe he does. Can't count it out. Uh, just would be hard-pressed to believe that. And Scott Fitter says they have roster cutdowns Got the XFL. There's a USFL. They have avenues to go out there and to fix it. Veteran edge rusher, uh, what are we waiting for, man? Let's get Leonard Floyd here to Carolina now. Come on. Figure out the money. Let's do it. I know they want to sign their, their rookie class and all that kind of stuff. That That's an obvious fit here in Carolina it might not be financially but as far as the vacancy on the roster let's make it happen Scott let's get that one done all right I'll take one more pause here on the show then come back and answer the rest of your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on Locked on Panthers
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, couple more questions before we get out of here on today's show. And we'll go over to Jonti. So his name says on Twitter, uh, Jaunty. He says, uh, now that we've taken Jonathan Mingo, we now have seven receivers with a legitimate chance to make the final roster. How many do you think we'll keep on the roster? And if we keep five to six, who do you think misses out? Again, he has another question. I'll get to that here momentarily. Um, yeah, so Thielen's on the roster. Sharks on the roster. Um, I would think Terrace Marshall's on the roster. And you saw enough from him last year. Different coaching staff. We have to take that into consideration. You saw enough out of him last year to where you would think he's going to naturally take another step forward. And the big jumps, a lot of times for some of these guys, will come from year two to three, where they've had two, they had the rookie year, had to get it figured out. They had last year's full offseason, didn't get it figured out. But this is the first time he's really been truly healthy. And he's got to learn new offense and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like Terrace Marshall has a great opportunity here in Carolina to take that next step this year. So I would think he's going to be on the roster. I have a hard time thinking that a guy they dropped in the second round a couple years ago who has started to show some signs, now with an actual quarterback, and it's going to take Bryce Young a few weeks to really get there. um, You would think that that's a guy that they want to keep around. So I would say those top three guys are on the roster. Um, Mingo's on the roster, so that's four. So we're looking at either one or two more guys. Shai Smith, Demir Bird, or LaVishka Chenault. When talking to Mike Kay last week from the Charlotte Observer, sounds like they like Chenault. He'll be on a roster. This, so that's five. That could be your five. I don't think that they brought in Demir Bird not to be on the roster. I would say Demir Bird would be on over Shai Smith, especially as a return man. And Shai Smith showed last year that is not his forte. And even in game, Shai has not had nearly enough moments to look at him as someone that the Panthers need to keep around if he's not able to contribute at a high level on special teams as a returner, which so far we have seen that that is not the case for Shai Smith. So it looks like Shai Smith is probably the odd man out on the roster. So I think they'll probably end up keeping six. They just dra- they brought in three. They drafted one. You're going to keep Terrace. You're probably keeping Chenault. I, I don't think it's going to be five. It's probably going to be six. You gotta look at the other positions on the roster too, and see what players are on the bubble and when, what kind of needs are there before we really being able to finalize it. I think six sounds like, sounds like the right number. Uh, Johny also asked, given that we're a bit short on picks for next year, who do you think could be traded for future picks next year? And if we were to trade certain people away, is there anyone in free agency that you think will be a good replacement? I, I think that ship is kind of sailed. If you're gonna trade somebody, it's because you feel like you have um enough at that position group. And wide receiver could be one of those. Maybe they brought in Mingo to be Terrace Marshall's replacement. They could think that, all right, Marshall showed enough last year to where we can get some value out of him, and we think Mingo's a better fit for us. It's a new coaching staff. Terrace Marshall could be that. I don't see that happening because Scott Fitter is the one who drafted him, and he did play relatively well towards the end of last season. Tommy Trimble's been a name that's been brought up. They didn't draft the tight end, so Trimble's probably fine, but he's going to be the number three guy. You brought in Hayden Hurst, uh, Ian Thomas here. Where does Gio Ritchie and Stefan Sullivan, how do they fit into all of this? And you got Hurst who can block. He also can receive. You got Ian Thomas who can block. And if Tommy is just another guy blocking, is that what the Panthers need? Maybe there's another team out there that looks at him, fourth and third-round pick out of Notre Dame, who's been a solid player. He's not an offensive threat in the passing game. There could be a team out there that really values what Tommy Trimble is able to provide. Uh, at corner, do you look at C.J. Henderson? You just you didn't take the option. He's, he's a very cheap player. It's, on, it's an expiring deal. Can you trade him to somebody else? That's kind of the players that you look at right now that could make sense if you want to trade somebody and maybe get some picks next season. I don't know what picks you're really going to get other than late round picks, and you can always use those to try and move up. Uh, if you want to I, they're not getting the first round pick back by trading any of those players so I, I don't know if there's I don't really feel like there's any free agents available that would be great replacements in any of those positions because wide receiver already not deep as is Tight end, they already got their tight end and in that corner kind of the same case they're they're pretty set there so if anything they'd be doing that just to recoup some late round picks and what does that really I and mean, YGM, another player? Uh doesn't really fit the new the new scheme. Would make a lot of sense try and move off of him and possibly that frees us more space to bring in uh a guy like Leonard Floyd who fits your uh scheme. So there you go. Uh and then lastly from Jake, who's kind of sticking there with wide receivers, Jake is a big fan of Leviska Chenault. Uh he said He says, Alicia Chenault to be a utility back and play more out of the backfield, question mark, uh, a la Cordero Patterson-esque type player. Not sure I see him making the roster as a receiver with a current depth chart of wide receivers. Again, like I just stated, after talking to Mike last week, looks like Chenault will be on the roster. I'm I'm not that that high on the dude. I really wasn't even when he got traded to Carolina. I was like, okay, cool. I just look at him as another guy on the roster. And, yes, people are going to probably point back to the touchdowns he had last year. Again, I look at those games, it's just embarrassing tackling by the Saints and Falcons. The Falcons have a terrible defense last season. I'm not trying to take anything away from him because he did show the ability to make a miss and good speed. It's just like, what are we doing? That's stuff you see on Friday nights in high school. <laughs> Chenault, fine player. Just look at it, though. Thielen's ahead of him. Charks can be ahead of him. Terrace is going to be ahead of him. He's your number four guy. And also, you look at the offense. You, who do you want to have the ball before Leviske Chenault? Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Terrace Marshall, Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst. He's your sixth option. I, I There's a possibility they use him in the backfield. He's not going to be the running back. I, I don't think they're going to use him as much as Atlanta uses Cordero Patterson, I don't believe. So he's here. He can be a utility player. He can help him out. And for whatever reason, like Mike told us last week, for they just would not allow him to do anything other than basically receive screens. I would think they're going to add to his route tree here in Carolina this year. We'll see how it works out. I just don't sit here and look at LaVisca Chenault as somebody who's going to be like a game changer for the Panthers, especially after they really sought out to fix the wide receiver room. With him in mind that, yeah, Chenault's a fine player. But can we do better? and they feel like they've done that with Chark and Thielen, and then they've added Mingo. So I don't I don't really know where he fits in. He'll be on the roster, it sounds like. But is he going to be active every Sunday? Uh, I wouldn't bet on that being the case. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And make sure to check me out on Twitter, at JulianCouncil, where – on Fridays, like today, answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get in on next week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked On Panthers. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Monday We're Joe Marino from Locked On Bills but also Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast and a Charlotte man as he self-described himself when I spoke to him on Thursday morning. He'll be on the show to break down the Carolina Panthers rookie class and how they all fit in and whether they were good picks or not. So that coming up on Monday here on Locked on Panthers.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.